baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling alright. Be run over not America. Over not America. Ed Young joining you this evening on Overnight America, filling in for Ryan Recker, who has a well deserved day off. So uh, Ryan, my friend, enjoy your evening. Get to spend with your family. And I know you'll be back in the saddle here next week. Uh, Literally, I got breaking news, which I think is really cool. You know, er earlier this evening, I told you the story about the the waitress who got the $2,000 tip. And Mike and I, producer Mike Anderson and I were talking about how could the restaurant not pay? Well, This story is just a few minutes old now, but the story that came out within the last hour or so is that it turns out that the credit card number given by the patron patron who left the $2,000 tip was a fraudulent credit card. So the tip was actually zero, not a goose egg. It was nothing. And so the restaurant now, and I'm, (laughs) I'm sure... Uh, whoever is advising uh, the restaurant, the Red Hook Seafood Bar in San Antonio, is advising them they're going to give the waitress the $2,000 tip, even though the charge from the customer was fraudulent. So uh, because I'm sure the social media backlash against them was massive. And so this is their way of coming out and saying, OK, not only are we going to pay her the tip, but the guy who left the credit card used a fake credit card, and so we're just going to pay her out of the kindness of our hearts and our desire not to get mauled on social media. So oh, they left that last part out. But, uh, yeah, so that's the latest on that. The other thing that I think was interesting is this. You heard at the top of the hour on CBS News there was a, there was a sound clip, a soundbite, rather, from President-elect Joe Biden. And he said that he wants to have 
a nationwide mask mandate for 100 days. And he said it a couple of times, just 100 days. I'm only talking about 100 days for a mask mandate. What's interesting is, is what he fails to say is that, and I've researched this issue as recently as a couple of weeks ago, there's no legal authority for a president to institute a mask mandate. Now, this is one of those things that drives other countries crazy because they don't understand our concept of federalism, our concept of the, of the sharing of power between the federal government and the state governments and the local governments. So when President-elect Joe Biden tells you that he wants to have a mask mandate for 100 days, that falls under the category of a suggestion, not a mandate. Because the president simply has no legal authority to do that. Now, there are some ways he could do it. Uh, The easiest way would be for him to meet with governors and to convince governors to have statewide mask mandates. That would be the easiest way to get the ball rolling in that direction. But what happens if a governor says, you know, I'm not going to do that? Like Governor Parson has said, and I think that's Correct in him doing so, it's saying that, saying, I'm not going to institute a nation or a statewide mask mandate because things in Chillicothe are different than St. Louis County. Or if you go uh, to Rolla, the, the, the population density and the issues that are faced by Rolla is different than what you see in St. Charles or different from what you see uh, in Florissant. Okay, so those are different areas that require different responses. Uh, and so if Governor Parson said no, the question becomes, what could a President Biden do about it? Now, there is something called the Public Health Service Act. I won't go into details because it's really long and complicated. But the point being is, is that under the Public Health Service Act, it does grant the Secretary of Health and Human Services the authority to issue regulations and I'm going by memory here, but to prevent the introduction and transmission and spread of a communicable disease. But those restrictions are very narrowly tailored to certain diseases in the regulation, and COVID's not in it. So the question becomes, could legally the president under the Public Health Service Act institute a nationwide mask mandate And the answer to that is simply no. And it's interesting to me that the news media, when when President Trump comes out and says there's all of these basises for overturning the election, they're very quick to say that's false, that's fake news, that's a lie, there's no basis to support that. What I'm going to be watching for is to see if a President Biden says we have to have a mask mandate, will those same mainstream media outlets come out and say the president doesn't have authority to do that. We'll have to wait and see. Hey, when we come back, we're going to take your calls. Phone lines are open. What's on your mind this evening? 314-436-7900. That's call or text. Love to hear from you this evening on Overnight America with Ryan Recker on vacation. Brad Young sitting in. Don't go away. St. Louis's weather station, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. What's on your mind this evening? 314-436-7900. Call or text. 
Love to hear from you this evening. Uh, Tony's been holding for quite a while, particularly during my last rant. Hey, Tony, welcome to KMOX. Thanks, Brad. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, Tony Bear. I'm the managing partner of Bear, McCarter, and Potter here in Clayton. Know it well. And uh, uh, Good. I'm, I'm glad I know you. I know who you are as well. You do a nice job on uh, filling in for, for the show. I think you're doing a nice job. Thank you. One of the things. One of the things I wanted to just tell the listening audience is you just had on uh, Mark Moreland from uh, MADA. Um, and I think it's really only fair. I think the listening audience probably, when they hear that he's the president of the Missouri Association of Trial Attorneys, believes that that, that, that is all trial attorneys, and it's not. Um, as you well know, it's, MADA is a plaintiff attorney group, virtually 100%. And I just think it's important that the listening audience understands that that pretty much most of Mark's talking points are Democrat talking points, uh, and they don't really speak for all the trial attorneys in the state of Missouri. Um, even his answers concerning um, what the Supreme Court did in New York and and uh, your response about the Japanese internment, I just think it's I I, I think that. Um, a little explanation by you maybe about MATA and what it actually is, just so the listening audience doesn't get the idea that all of us, as you know, I'm a trial attorney. I just don't want them thinking that all trial attorneys are represented by the opinions that Mark gave. No, you uh, I have nothing. I have nothing against Mark at all. No, no, no. Mark's a great guy, but Tony, you make a great point. And for example, I'm a member of an organization called Modal, Missouri Organization of Defense Lawyers. And because I'm I'm on the defense side of civil litigation, but the the nomenclature, Tony, that you and I know, but a lot of folks don't know, is that the term trial attorneys typically applies just to plaintiffs' attorneys. And it, it exactly. and even though even though you and I might be in trial all the time, uh, the 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 nomenclature is if you're a trial attorney, that phrase means a plaintiffs' attorney. So you're right. He does not speak for all attorneys. He doesn't even speak for all plaintiffs' attorneys. It is an organization right. that's primarily politically left. Right, and I just wanted to make that clear because um, you know you and I both have good friends at Modal and good friends at Mata, but they're very different and they're not all combined together. Frankly, both have their political bents. And um, I was listening, and it was interesting. And I, I have nothing against Mark, but I just wanted the listening audience to understand a little bit more about the, the inner workings of the bar and, and how we uh, talk about plaintiff attorneys and defense attorneys. But Excellent. anyhow, I wanted to share that. Appreciate and, it. Um, you're doing a good job. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, sir. Hey, thanks for calling in. Appreciate your clarification. Uh, I'm going to clear off some of these phones because we got lots of folks calling in. Terry has been holding for a while. Hey, Terry, welcome to KMOX. Yeah, uh, very nice show. Thank uh, you. Just two, com- just two comments. Uh, I'm pro-life. I'm Catholic. And uh, Joe Biden, I believe, is supposed to be Catholic. And uh, how does he stand on an abortion? If he is not pro-life, then how can you say you're a true Catholic? And also, um, if they're going to have a stimulus package, if they don't include stimulus checks, it's not much, much, much of a package. Would you comment on these? I, I will do that. I appreciate you calling in. I think what we've got the situation, Terry, is that, and I've, I've heard Biden say this, that he's personally opposed to abortion, but thinks that legally a woman has the right to an abortion. That's the common talking point. Myself, I'm 100% pro-life, 
And I, I don't see how you can rectify that position to say, well, for me, I mean, it would be kind of like if you use this example. You know what? I'm personally opposed to murder, but I'm okay if somebody else does it. That's okay if you want to do what you want to do. That's your right to do it. I'm personally opposed to it, but if you're not, I mean, that's a choice that you have to make. I mean, when you put it in those terms, it becomes preposterous. And, of course, the response to that is, well, murder isn't uh, murder is already illegal but the only reason that abortion is illegal at least on a nationwide level or is legal on a nationwide level is because of Roe versus Wade so from that perspective i don't see how you can resolve that uh, that dichotomy of positions but certainly lots of folks do it including president elect biden ron uh, let's see we've got time we can take another call hey ron welcome to overnight america Yes, sir. I understand your passion about the church business, but, you know, uh, uh, restaurants have um, tents set up for their services, you know, in restaurants. So why can't services be held outside? They have Easter services outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chaplains in the military sometimes have field services, including in combat conditions. And remember, evangelists in the days gone by, went from town to town mm-hmm. with services and tents. So that would be the challenge, and they could do the services outside and meet the requirements of the uh, pandemic. Well, Ron, not only is that a great point, okay? You make a great point, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. But if you look at those regulations that were in New York, there was no provision for outside di- or outside church services, unless you just wanted to go out in the open uh, in the parking lot and that's really not an option if you're talking about New York in December. You can't really just go out in the parking lot and have a church service. So if, 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 if there was no provision in that for the kind of outdoor dining that you can see, for example, listen, there are several restaurants in the area. I'm not going to mention their names because I don't want them to get into trouble. But they have so-called outdoor dining but the reality is it's it's indoor dining that's in a facility that's technically outdoors, but it's heated, it's enclosed, they've got windows. I mean, it's outdoor in name only. And if you could do that, a church service could do that, absolutely. But in New York, that wasn't even an option because it specifically singled out churches to say, if you're a church, you cannot have more than 10 people in the facility or 25 people in the facility. And that's just wrong because that same standard wasn't applied to non-church organizations. Okay. All right. Hey, appreciate you calling in. Thank you. And and, and there's another thing too. The the actually the Supreme Court in, in their decision last week went to great lengths to demonstrate this dichotomy. In fact, the 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 order from the Supreme Court pointed out that essential businesses, businesses that were deemed by the law to be essential, included supermarkets, convenience stores, hardware stores, pet stores, liquor stores, laundromats, acupuncture facilities, banks, and and offices of all kinds were all deemed essential. But But the law in New York said, if you're a church... You're not essential. Now, the last time I checked, there is no First Amendment right to acupuncture. 
I could be wrong. Maybe that's somewhere in the Constitution that I missed. But I don't see that in the Bill of Rights you have a right to get acupuncture. I don't see that. And I certainly don't see that there's a right to having your laundry cleaned at a laundromat. Uh, Again, I don't see that in the First Amendment. But there is a First Amendment right to freedom of religion. So, yeah, I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about it because, number one, I'm a person of faith. But secondly, I'm passionate about it because that's a First Amendment right. You know, one of the things that really moved me when I was in law school when we studied that the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, represented neo-Nazis in Skokie, Illinois, in the 1970s and stood up for their right to speak. Now, Nazis have vile, reprehensible speech. What they're advocating violates everything that most Americans believe in. But under that First Amendment, they have the right to speak that. So even if I disagreed with the Nazis in Skokie, Illinois, the ACLU said we will protect their right to speak. And the reason for that is very simple. If we squelch the Nazis' speech, then we can squelch anyone's speech. And I think that same principle applies to the First Amendment freedom of religion. If we say that a church or a synagogue can't practice their religion because of pandemic rules— then anyone's rights can be squelched in a pandemic. And that's why I think that the example of the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II, at the time, someone thought that was a good idea. And historically and legally, we know that that was one of the most atrocious legal decisions in the history of our country. But at the time, someone thought it was a good idea, and even the Supreme Court thought it was a good idea in the context of World War II. In retrospect, it was atrocious. And so my concern is on these pandemic restrictions, they may seem like a good idea right now, but in the context of history, is the, is the cure for the disease worse than the disease itself? That's the concern that I have. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to try to go if we can squeeze in one more call. Frank, welcome to Camo X. How are you doing tonight? Oh, doing great. Having a good time and glad you're with us here on Camo X. Thank you for taking my call. I own a restaurant in Hazelwood. Good for and you. I have, uh, I have five employees been uh, since the business went down to like 20 or 25%. You know, it was like losing 75% out of my business because of the coronavirus. We were waiting for the election to get done. Sure. And Mr. Mr. Trump was saying this vaccine is ready. It's going to be out on the uh, election time or after the election. Now the election is over. And we are waiting. A lot of people waiting for the business to open back and life goes on. We see China got treatment for the uh, virus. Russia got treatment for the virus. What are we waiting for? Well, there's a very good answer to that, Frank. And first of all, I want to applaud you. You know, the business owners like you who run small businesses, you folks like you are the backbone of this country, and I applaud you for what you do. In terms of the vaccine, yeah, China's gotten the vaccine, but I've read many, many articles about the Chinese vaccine that's very questionable because China did not do as much testing in any way as the testing that's been done by the U.S.-based pharmaceuticals, including Pfizer, 
who tested their vaccine right here in Chesterfield in St. Louis County. Uh, Russia's got the vaccine, but it's interesting that Vladimir Putin has refused to take the vaccine because he doesn't trust it. So the question being is, when will the vaccine be out? Uh, Both Pfizer and Moderna have said that their vaccine will be distributed before the end of December. And it's going to go to first responders and folks at nursing homes first. And then there'll be a more general rollout to the general public starting in January. So to the answer to your question, as President Trump said, when he said before the election, the vaccine is just around the corner. He was mocked for that statement. And then uh, the day after the election, we saw all of these stories about the vaccine is literally right around the corner. And that's still the case. Well, the other question is, he was saying in his speech, too, was my customers was talking and laughing about that, that he's saying that China will pay for this vaccine and they will pay for all the loss of the business and the economy in the U.S. So most of them thinking this is a gimmick that, you know, because what we owe for China, this came up, so they uh, waive all the uh, debts that we owe to China. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, the Ch- no, China's not going to be paying for the vaccine, Frank, uh, in, in any way, shape, form, or manner. President Trump has probably said that in the context of stating that we're, we have instituted tariffs on the importation of Chinese goods and services. And he would think that those, those tariffs would pay for that. But that's not really how tariffs work. The way tariffs work is it just raises the cost of goods and services for us, for you, for me, for the consumers of those products. So uh, I don't think that China is going to be paying for anything related to our vaccine. I sort of, I sort of, the, most people they think is a, a sort about what we owe and, you know, all these debts is going to be waived or, you know, forgiven because of this uh, coronavirus. Yeah, that's, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Frank, thanks for calling. You're a great caller. And uh, again, Love what you do, and thanks for being part of literally the backbone of this country, and glad you're doing that. When we come back, uh, phone lines are open, 314-436-7900. We've got a lot more stories to go through today. In the 11 o'clock hour, we're going to talk with the... uh, with with Dr. Michael Lynch, talk about UFOs. Why? Because they're in the news today. And even though Michael Lynch and I, you know, we don't agree on much, he has a unique perspective, and we'll hear from him in the 11 o'clock hour. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. You know who's not a sharp-dressed man? Ryan Recker, because if he's eating those McRibs, it's going to be all over him. You know, I mean, if you had a McRib, you can't eat one without a bib. Uh, You just can't. So, uh, you know, if you're in McDonald's and you're getting a McRib, you might want to see uh, if you can go ask for a a McBib to go with your McRib uh, because it's going to go everywhere. Hey, Brad Young sitting in this evening for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. And uh, what's on your mind this evening? Phone lines are open 314-436-7900. Either call or text. Love to hear from you. Mark's been holding for a while. Hey, Mark, welcome to Overnight America. Hey, I got it on my uh, car phone. So if it's coming through bad, let me know. But I just want to say that working in the pharmaceutical company, the United States, it's very strict. They do it right. It's quick. It's expedited. It is not going to be bad. They're doing it right. It's just expedited. I would not trust anything from China. I agree. There's other reasons for that, but, you know, we're good. We're good. We're doing it right. We're doing everything right. And I greatly appreciate, you know, I used to listen to this when Mr. White was on. Mm -hmm, Sure. Jim White. You're, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. I've uh, I've never been put in the same category with Jim White, but I appreciate the comments. Thank you. But before you go, though, Mark, uh, you are you currently working in pharma in the pharmaceutical industry? Yes, sir. So you have, and I'm certainly not going to ask you to name the company or to describe what you do, but you've seen firsthand the safety protocols that are in place for the for the production of pharmaceuticals in this country, haven't you? Yeah, the clinical trials are very strict. They're very, I mean, yeah, they, they, they do it right, and they won't let anything go through. I mean, I, I don't want to get into details. No, and nor do I want you to, but let me just ask you this, though, Mark. Would you personally take the COVID-19 vaccine? Pardon my language, but damn right, I would. Yep, me too. I I don't have a problem with it. But if someone said, "Hey, Brad, I mean, we'll give I you," had, I've had three heart surgeries in the last three years, and fifty-eight years old, and yeah, of course I would. I would too. But I would tell you if someone said, "Brad, we'll give you uh, we'll give you the Chinese vaccine and twenty-five bucks," I'd say keep your money. Exactly. <laughs> and the other thing I want to say is. You know, the practices in the Mayo Clinic's come out with stuff that, you know, you wear a mask, you keep your distance, it works. So people need to do that. Sure. You know, I mean, I'm trying to talk both sides. I understand both sides of the whole thing, but it's just 
you have to be we shouldn't have to have government mandates to do what's common sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, I interviewed uh, St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman a few uh, a couple of months ago. He said the exact same thing. Yes, people should do these things, but it doesn't require a government mandate to do the right thing. Hey, I want to check some of the other I'm callers, Mark. I so, someplace, if I go someplace and they're not doing what they're supposed to, I'm gone. Yep, I agree with you. Hey, thanks for calling in this evening. Appreciate it. Uh, but Ken, hey, Ken, you've been holding a very long time. Thanks for being patient. What's on your mind? You know, I really haven't. I, I've just been holding a couple of minutes. So, uh, no, that's, uh, that's fine. Um, I, you know, I know this is a conservative radio station, and it's pretty obvious you're conservative. You know, the only one that I listen to on a regular basis on, on this station that seems to be, uh, do you know, who, you remember Tim Russert? I, uh, I I remember Tim Russert extremely well, and the beauty of Tim Russert, unlike most of his compatriots uh, on NBC News now, you could watch Tim Russert for weeks, months, and years, which I personally did. I couldn't tell you one iota about what his personal political beliefs were. Couldn't tell well, you. Don't know. When, well, when... When Tim Russert died, they said objectivity went out the window, and, and I, I completely agree with that. And I wish you were a little more that way. I wish Ryan was a little more that way. But uh, anyway, my question is, I've only been listening about 15 minutes. But uh, have, and we've heard about, uh, you know, the restaurant owners and that. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. And God, it's, you know, it's awful. But have you or any anyone else even mentioned uh, the agony and the deaths, and you know, we set records every day. Has has anybody brought that up? Constantly, it's it's not uh, it's a topic that's constantly discussed. No, on this show, on this show tonight, I have, and I've been listening. Maybe not tonight. Maybe not tonight. We have talked about the well, maybe, deaths. You know, and, maybe you ought to try that. Well, I don't think that's in question at all, Ken. No one's questioning whether. We mourn for those who pass away. That's a given. Of course we do. The question is, what do we do about it? And yeah, well, the, the mandate, uh, and we know that's, you know, it's kind of like defund the police. It's not just not, you know, why talk about it? It's not going to happen. But this mandate, I heard him say it, I, you know, the 100 days. And right. If he just gets 10%, first of all, the mandate, how the hell are you going to enforce it? You can't enforce it. But if he just gets 10% more people to wear a mask, it saves lives rather than uh, President Trump, who, you know, has been pretty much down on masks the whole time. And no, no telling how many thousands of lives that has cost. Well, Ken, let me put it to you this way. Every time President Trump, and this is something that he does frequently, he says things that are wrong. He says things that are mistaken. He says things that he doesn't have the power to do, like, I'm going to build a wall. He couldn't do that. He says, I'm going to make China pay for the wall. He didn't do that. I'm going to make China pay for the vaccine. They didn't do that. When he says things that are impossible to do, the mainstream media is uniform in stating the president is either wrong or he's a liar. My point in raising that issue about President-elect Biden is that he now is saying something that's either mistaken, misleading, 
or simply wrong to say he's going to mandate a mask, but no one's going to call him on it like they do President Trump when he says things that are wrong, stupid, or incorrect. So that's what I'm focusing on is the disparity of treatment between President Trump when he says something and President-elect Biden when he says something. Do you want President Biden to take positions that are illegal and enforceable or uh, or impossible to institute? Do you want him to take those positions? No, I, no, I really don't. But Okay, well, know, it sounds that, like that we're in agreement then. It sounds like we're well, in agreement. I, I have, well, I, I'm not sure we are because if you got one guy that lies 1% of the time and you got another guy that lies 99% of the time, they're both liars, right? Well, the, the, the proof and the question is, who determines what's a lie and not a lie? Because I'll tell you, a lot of those fact checkers on CNN, there's not a lot of fact checking going on. It's a lot of opinion gathering is what's going on. Well, and remind me, and I know I need to get off here. You need to get to other callers. Uh, one of the myths of conservatives is that you got the mainstream media out there and there's the poor little conservatives that have no voice. I mean, nothing good. I mean, you got, God, you got Fox News and then these ones that are AON and it's Joe mm-hmm. Rogan and, and this, the station that we're on right now, uh, what do you got, Rush? And then, you know, I, right on down, right on down the line. And, and I mean, it's this myth about that conservatives don't have a voice. God, I, and people believe this. <laughs> Well, the, the, the myth also is is that the mainstream television news media is objective, and it simply is not objective. Uh, in fact, uh, of the Project Veritas just released audio from CNN executives across the board stating not only that they're, they're biased, but they project that bias onto CNN. CNN says they're objective. They're truly not. But hey, Ken, I really appreciate your call. The only reason we got to go is we're coming up on a break. So I appreciate you calling in this evening, and I appreciate your perspective. Okay, and same to you. Thank you, sir. Have a good evening. When we come back, we're going to go back to the phone lines and take some of these calls. Appreciate you sharing your thoughts this evening. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. Hey, thanks for staying up late with us this evening. Having a good time. Glad you are with us. I'm also glad that Jim is with us on the phones. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind this evening? Yeah, talking about uh, the alleged... uh rigged uh, re-election and everything like that. Bill Barr uh, claims that there was uh, no problems with the election and, and that uh, Trump should more or less move along, you know? Yeah, what do you think about that position? Well, I was listening to uh, Barack Obama the other night, and he was talking about uh, football. He says you talk about uh what the points are for the touchdown, the points after, the field goal, and the, the safeties and all that. You don't change all of those rules for the game. When the game's over, it's over, you know? That's right. Pick your marbles up and move on, you know? Instead of being so snarky and with remarks and everything like that and all this Twitter stuff, you know? 
So you do you think the election was stolen or the election wasn't stolen? Where do you fall down on that, Jim? I don't, I don't believe it was stolen. There was 10 million uh, votes roughly in favor of Biden. So, you know, change your diaper and move on. <laughs> hey, Jim, I like your perspective, my friend. Thanks for calling in this evening. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, and I've got friends that are far to the right of me. I've got a lot of friends who are far to the left of me. And one of the things that I've tried to to put this election into perspective is this. I understand the allegations about Dominion software. I've looked into it. I, I know about the affidavits from poll watchers who have seen this or that. But at the end of the day, here's here's, let me put it to you this way. Whenever I do jury trials and I explain to a jury the difference between a claim and evidence, I sum it up this way. I tell the jury, and of course, you haven't seen me, but I fall into that category of being what I like to call follically challenged. Okay, I'm I'm bald. Okay, but I say I'm follically challenged. So I tell a jury I can claim to have hair, but there's no evidence that I do. And it always gets a laugh, and everybody laughs at that joke. But the point being is with the election, I understand the allegations. But at this point, I'm I'm with Attorney General Barr. I haven't seen any concrete, solid evidence that would justify overturning the election. And as I've talked about this with Ryan and I've talked about this with others, absent that type of concrete evidence, the Supreme Court is simply not going to get involved in this election controversy like they did in 2000 in Bush versus Gore. It's not going to happen because there's not a, a litigious or a litigable issue. There's no specific issue that says, is this evidence admissible or not? We don't have that. Are these votes countable or not? Now, in Pennsylvania, I think there is a legitimate legal issue about the counting of the mail-in ballots after the date of the election, because under Pennsylvania law, they can only count mail-in ballots that are received by Election Day. And that was extended by a judge, which I think violates the Constitution, both Article One and Article Two of the Constitution, which allows state legislatures to determine the methods of voting, not a state judge. Having said that, the vote count in Pennsylvania, even if you say that all of those ballots that were received after the day of the election are invalid, that's still not enough to overturn the election. I mean, it may be enough to overturn Pennsylvania, probably not, but even if it were, if Pennsylvania went to Trump, that would still mean that Biden becomes the next president of the United States. So I say that because I just don't see this as as an issue, and I think that Attorney General Barr summed it up properly. Hey, one of the questions uh, that one of the callers has been calling in, uh, Terry, talking about the second stimulus package. And Terry's question was whether or not the proposed stimulus package would have checks, additional checks that would go out to consumers. And uh, in the details, we don't know that because they're still in negotiations. I can tell you that the initial Democrat plan of 
$1.5 trillion did involve additional stimulus checks directly to consumers. The $500 billion stimulus plan that was sponsored by Mitch McConnell did not contain that. However, the $908 billion plan that's currently being discussed, I believe, would actually have checks that would go to individuals. Now, that's open to negotiation. It's not final. It's not been agreed to. And things can certainly swing one way or the other. The problem that I have with the current $908 billion plan that's being discussed is that it includes bailouts for states. And I'll tell you why I'm brief. I'll briefly tell you why I think that's a wrong and a bad idea. Let's look at Illinois. Illinois has, last time I checked, approximately a trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities for their pension plans. So for the for decades, and I know this most importantly because I'm from Illinois and my sister is a retired, uh, she was an inspector for the Department of Agriculture in Illinois. So she's on a pension. But their pensions are woefully underfunded to the tune of, of hundreds of billions of dollars, if not a trillion dollars. And so that has nothing whatsoever to do with COVID. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the pandemic. And so the bill, certainly the $1.5 trillion bill that was proposed uh, by Nancy Pelosi, included significant bailouts for states that were primarily blue states. Primarily. So you take states like Alaska, Wyoming, and even Missouri that not only balance their budget, and in Missouri, it's, of course, thanks to the Hancock Amendment in Missouri, thank you, John Hancock, that talks about the, the it requires our state to have a balanced budget. We're in good shape fiscally. Illinois is a train wreck. New York is a train wreck. And California is a train wreck. Are you seeing a pattern? So why should we as taxpayers, you and I, particularly if you live in Missouri, we live in a state that balances its budget. Why should we be forced to bail out blue states? Not because they're blue. I don't care if they're blue or red. But why should fiscally responsible states like Missouri, Alaska, and Wyoming have to bail out states that are fiscally irresponsible under the auspices of COVID-19 relief? That's the part about government that is insanity because it's like they're firing a money gun out at these states with money. That money doesn't come from anyone other than you, and it comes from me. And it comes from producer Mike Anderson, and it comes from anybody else who pays your taxes. And so if you're paying taxes, why should your tax dollars go to bail out irresponsible states that have underfunded their pension plans for decades but now see this as the way to get out from under it. That's a problem. And that's why Rahm Emanuel, and I'm looking at the clock here, but Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. And he's probably going to be in the Biden administration. And that's the perspective of bureaucrats in Washington. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. We'll be talking next hour with Dr. Michael Lynch on all things paranormal on Camo X. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 